Welcome back to another fun-filled hour of pure entertainment and intellectual discourse on the issues that actually mean something. Welcome to the Robert Davi Show. It's good to be here again, filling in for the Renaissance Man, and I'll take you through a whole bunch of information today uh, on this uh, as we are, again, we were just talking with the producer how fast the week has gone. And so many things, every day there's a there's a new piece of adventure waiting to be had, right? Uh, we could talk about, and we will talk about, the president's speech last night, what it means, the impact, or uh, Thursday. Also, Michael Letts, who's a Second Amendment uh, advocate, is joining us in a few minutes to talk about the speech and the implications of it, because i like somebody else to explain it to me and break it down for me. I don't know all the laws and all the angles, but Michael sure does, and he'll be joining us in just a moment. Uh, also, some good news on COVID. I'm surprised. They never want to talk about the good news on COVID. They will talk about rising cases, which is actually false. And they'll talk about vaccines that are getting approved. But the overwhelming evidence seems to show that we've licked this thing. And not just here at home either, but around the, the globe. And I'll share some of that data with you later. Also, they're, uh, they've already approved the cash. It's like $65 billion of taxpayer money is going to be used to make sure that every living American has complete access to cheap and available broadband. And it sounds great, and, I, and I'm and i sure a lot of people are, are very excited about it, but it comes with a lot of strings. And I'll tell you what some of those strings are. And then, you know, we're day, into day two now, Pride Month. I started, like, I, I'm getting emails now from these companies that have nothing to do with LGBTQ, and they're sending me Pride Month, you know, celebrate with us, you know, the, the strangest companies too. So I'm under, I'm I'm unsubscribing because I don't celebrate Pride Month for a whole whole host of reason reasons, none of them having to do with my like or dislike of the gay community. Uh, the fact is, I have a lot of wonderful people in my own life that are gay, and I've known about it forever, and to me, it's no big deal. But man, talk about creating a, a protected class. And they do it not only with the, the gay community, they do it with all communities of diversity. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a way for the government. The government is like the blob. It wants, to, it wants to permeate every crevice. There is nowhere the government doesn't want to go. There is no space that the government doesn't want to inhabit. It is like a mob boss. They show up. Well, they don't show up right away, but they show up and they come with promises. Promises of protection. Promises of safety. Uh, promises of, of, of life itself. And, and it always comes with a cost. It's like Lucifer. Really, truly. And we'll get into some of that, too, because I penned two articles on my website. One is on, on the silliness of the, uh, the of, of Pride Month and what it actually does lead to and some of it we've discussed here on the Robert Davi show and then also a new one about about uh, social behavior and what's changed from my generation to the current generation so if you uh, feel like some good reading go to the Jim Watkins show dot online that's Jim Watkins show dot online 
I'm so anti-communist. I don't even want the the first three letters of communist in my website name. That's how that's how right-wing extremist I am. Anyway, it's a the Jim Watkins Show dot online. So where do we begin? Well, first of all, Tesla CEO Elon Musk uh, has a super bad feeling now about the economy, along with Jamie Dimon. Remember J- Jamie Dimon yesterday with his bold proclamation of what's to come. I remember it's a hurricane. It's we, right now. It's kind of sunny. Things are doing fine. You know, everyone thinks the the Fed can handle this. That hurricane is right out there down the road coming our way. We just don't know if it's a minor one or Superstorm Sandy. Well, we have Elon Musk who's saying he's got a super bad feeling. His stock is down. He is cutting 10% of his staff. He ordered everybody else to work a couple of days ago. Uh, His shares fell off and on on Friday. Uh, He sent out an email saying we're going to be reducing salaried headcount by 10%. See, this is what happened... This is what happened, and I remember it with such great clarity during the, the Obama years. People lost confidence in the market. And once that starts to happen, everybody starts holding their money tightly because they don't know how much or how long that money is going to last. And so, what, 70% of uh, businesses in the country are small market or mid-level businesses with less than 100 employees, some 50, some 30 and every one of those employers has the fiscal responsibility to stay alive. And he can't do it if he's losing money every single month because the first person that doesn't get paid is his business. And it starts to close. And then that's when they stop hiring. And once the jobs start to evaporate, then people are unemployed. And they have a bigger... You know how it runs. We all saw it happen. Uh, and this is what's going to happen in the next two to three years. So... The Democrats can go ahead and kiss the 2022 elections goodbye because Democrats are even upset. Think about the baby food formula crisis that we're having. Every single day, Americans are going and they're gassing up their vehicles and they see that we are paying how much? Almost six bucks, seven bucks a gallon for gasoline every single day. People that are living on paycheck to paycheck are having to deal with this. And so when they see, and maybe perhaps America doesn't think that Joe Biden is held account for the increase in gas prices. I happen to think that because of his policies, his anti-energy policies, he has literally choked the petroleum industry in America. And that's why we don't have an abundance of energy. And it's making the price of energy increase. And I think that when I see Jen Granholm, the U.S. Energy Secretary, uh, happy that more people are taking buses, I just want to punch her in the face. You know, because I'm looking and I'm saying, you arrogant, you know, somebody. How dare you? You, you, don't, uh, you don't have to get in your car and put gas, that nozzle, in and watch that thing tick. You've got somebody else doing that for you. You've got the taxpayer paying for your car. And your fuel. Same with Joe Biden. When's the last time he went to a pump? When's the last time he gassed up at a Circle K and saw that thing spinning? Everything else goes up. Food drivers go up. Hell, man, people are trying to figure out if it's cheaper to drive to McDonald's or just have it delivered. But the price keeps going up either way. Because somebody had to deliver something somewhere and it took fuel to get there. And Biden doesn't get any of that. So when he comes on TV... 
and starts talking about how it's the best economy ever, we're all looking at him going, what planet do you live on? Where did you come from? Are you Rip Van Winkle? Did you just wake up? Do you think it's 2017? Because those were Trump numbers you're talking about. This is the worst. Today's job numbers are the worst in two years. What is it, 390,000? In two years, if you look at the graph month to month, this is the lowest number in a month where people were able to get fewer jobs than ever before in the past 18 months. And that's according to the government's own statistics. So what, and, and, and he's going to tell you that things are good, that we just need to ride this out, that it's all Putin's fault. I mean, he has a lot of gall to get up there and do that. And people think about that. So forget it. Republicans, you're gone. Now, I believe that Elon Musk is a smart man. And I think that he is telling his employees, look, you better brace. You know, maybe people won't be able to afford $50,000 cars in the next couple of years. Maybe it's only going to be for the rich, which means there's going to be less demand. And he knows it. And he didn't get rich being stupid. He didn't get rich making bad business decisions. And I guarantee you, if, if Elon Musk is thinking about it, a whole lot of other business leaders are thinking about it. And then, of course, we've got the housing bubble, which is starting to burst. Who knows what can happen? It's unpredictable what's happening. We spent a lot of money on Ukraine, and it doesn't look good. It looks like Putin may just come out ahead, be able to claim eastern Ukraine, and that's going to be the end of it. And there's nothing anybody can do. And Joe Biden will move on to some other issue, whatever the issue is that day. So in, in a moment, we're going to talk to Mike Letts. He's going to explain it to us what exactly the impact. And we all know now that the shootings in Uvalde and uh, and uh, and Buffalo and elsewhere, uh, we know that all those things could not have been prevented by more gun legislation. We know that. Those people would have had access to those guns either way. It's what drives them to shoot. That's the problem. That's where we need to focus our energies. And that's not what Biden is doing. And Michael Lett will explain that. Also, I want to talk about this broadband issue because it, it does impact everybody. And it sort of tells us where we're headed in this uh, technological age. And it might send a few shivers down your spine. And we'll get to that in just a moment. You're listening to The Robert Davi Show on CRNtalk.com. We'll be right back. Right, so don't forget, a little bit later on, it is Friday, and we like to do Soundbite Friday, where we get to play all of our favorite sound bites from the week, so that'll be coming up a little bit later on. And again, Jim Watkins in for the great Robert Dobby, uh, who is on several assignments at this time, and he's allowed me to come in and entertain and inform you. And today we will do that with Michael Letts. He is the founder, president, and CEO of Invest USA, a national grassroots nonprofit organization helping hundreds of of community uh, provide thousands of bulletproof vests for their police officers through educational, public relations, sponsorship, and fundraising programs. Check out his website. It's investusa.org. Hi, Mike. How are you? And let's jump right into it. Obviously, you saw the speech last night. Thursday night, the president came out, did his speech. Um, first question I have, you have a better grasp of the numbers. Where was he pulling all of those numbers from saying that 
more ch- young children that are dying than police. Uh, what is the source? There, there were no sources quoted, and how much of it was correct? Do you know? None of it was correct. It was all fabricated. It was simply they were you know, misusing numbers for various other studies. And, you know, the president has a tendency to do that. He fabricates things for his own cause and his own good to amplify the situation or the narrative. I say he does it. I don't think he's smart enough to do that. He has people that are in the deep state that are providing those information numbers for him. But none of them were accurate. None of them, Jim. That's what's so amazing is that at this stage, he takes uh, great liberties, and the mainstream media are not holding him accountable for I mean, I imagine people across the country who are not educated would naturally assume that he was telling the truth and, and would be aghast. And I, I just asked my producer, Swade, I said, I wonder how many of those numbers include the shootings in Chicago among gang lords and, and drug thugs uh, who are shooting each other almost nightly in Chicago under the control of Lori Lightfoot. And, and I wonder if he distinguishes between that and mass shootings because he didn't specifically say that there were, you know, 200 mass shootings. He said there were more children. So that technically is any kid under the age of 18 involved in a crime. That is correct. Yeah. So that is correct. I, and what he's doing, he's manipulating the language. And again, like I said, I don't think he's smart enough to do that. His operatives are smart enough to do that. But they they are not dealing with active shooter situations, with mass shooting, active shooter situations. They're just simply lumping in numbers that they think can advance their narrative and their cause. You know, it's been interesting how suddenly we're getting uh, reports on almost anybody that gets shot across the country now. It never happened before if they think it advances their narrative, especially when it's dealing with the younger generation. Yeah, including the one in Tulsa involving a man, an African-American, and the headlines will last for maybe a day or two. It furthers the narrative. I heard it on ABC with David Muir. The first thing out of his mouth was mentioning an AR-15 was used in the, you know, that was the connective tissue. So it's clear that the agenda for the American people, uh, that the government wants you to think only one thing, that if we can just get the guns off the street, then these crimes will go away. Inform us as to why that is wrong thinking. Well, it's very simple. This is, I was just on a show a few minutes ago from a standpoint. We've had 50 years, Jim, of initiative for gun control. But yet where we are currently undisputed on both sides today, we have the highest violent crime spike in history. The crime is worse than it's ever been. You've had 50 years of gun control initiatives that you attempted to move forward with absolutely no productive results. We have more people now that have the ability or they're using illegal firearms. What I mean by that is machine guns and other things. So it obviously doesn't work. And they're always trying to find, well, let's tighten a little bit here. Let's make a little better background check. Let's make people be scared that if somebody gets hold of their gun, they didn't store it correctly, they could be criminally charged or their children could be criminally charged. They refuse to deal with one main issue, and that is holding humans accountable for their actions, whether it's liberal prosecutors and judges that are not making people pay the penalty for the, uh, their crimes, letting them off early, or not prosecuting them at all, at all, or whether it is simply just refusing to acknowledge that an inanimate object cannot do anything without somebody on the other end forcing it to happen. I, you could begin to outlaw SUVs because, you know, people get run over and killed all the time. We've seen that recently in the Christmas parade. So you could outlaw rocks so you can hit somebody in the head with a rock, a slingshot. 
absolutely makes no sense. So what I've been challenging the American people and this administration is let's do something drastic and let's do something different. Let's take the next 90 days and suspend any mandates or any kind of restrictions on open carry nationwide. And then let's use the full resources of the government, federal, state, and local, to make sure anyone who wants to be trained on a firearm has that ability for free at no cost. And let's allow the American people to go out and to be fully armed, everyone who wants to be so. And let's see what it does to our violent crime statistics across the nation. I'm willing to bet you, Jim, there's going to be a huge difference and it's going to be a very positive difference. Yeah, I made that argument as well because you don't hear a lot about kids or, you know, I went to a pretty rough school in my neighborhood in Los Angeles and you never rarely, you rarely hear about shootings because they know that there's a good chance the person they're shooting at also has a gun. Correct. And and I think when you, it's the same adage they said in the Old West when everybody walked around with a gun. There was, I don't believe that any historian has ever quoted that they had a gun crime rate during the 1800s when everybody had a gun. So I think you're right on something. Uh, And also, so when the president says, uh, I want your guns because it's going to make you safe. Well, do you think, do you think he's going to make a lot of progress by continuing to bang the drum? Or does this make people want to go out and buy a gun? I think it makes people want to go out and buy a gun, and I'll tell you why. I think they can now see the tenacity that the left, social, liberals, and Democrats have, that they are determined this is a major issue, and they're going to succeed or, or fall on the sword trying. They're no longer willing to tolerate and let do a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. They're doing a full frontal assault on removing every firearm in America. If they've drawn the line, the red line in the sand, we have to be willing to step over the line and say, okay, we're up for the fight. Let's take it to the mat. Yeah, I'm, I I don't like suckers' choices where they tell you, you you really just have one choice, or it's and I and I it breaks my heart that so many people buy into this thinking that eh, if we just make guns illegal, then gun violence will go away. Now uh, we have not talked about Canada. And what Trudeau is proposing, which is a an all-out ban, how successful do you think they'll be there? And do you think that will have any impact on what's going on here, if it passes? I think Canada has a greater degree of possible success only because of the standpoint they have established a pattern. They have uh, got their people to believe that they don't control the government, the government controls them, and they're just going to have to either go along with it or move. We don't yeah. have that mindset in America. And, yeah, thank you know, God. Hopefully yeah. we never will. Thank God we never will. But the point I want to make, Jim, is now is the time. You cannot remain neutral on this issue. You have to choose your side because your future depends on it. Great way to end this segment, Michael Letts, investusa.org. We'll talk again soon. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you, Jim. God bless you and God bless America. You too. Thank you so much. We'll be back. The Robert Davi Show continues on crntalk.com and on the many great radio stations throughout America. I know a lot of cool things. Yeah, it's the Robert Davi Show. Thank you, Jim Watkins, in for the Renaissance man who is out and about doing things in the world, making the, the world a better place. And we're here having a conversation, and I hope that you are uh, having a nice weekend. Oh, your weekend hasn't started yet? Oh, you got to take some time off, right? Uh, maybe do some binge-watching. 
of some new TV show. My wife and I are trying to find one. We found one. I think it's called The Stewardess. It looks pretty good. Uh, COVID news. want to mention a couple of things going on. Dr. Fauci says that he is going to step down from his role as chief advisor uh, in 2024, no matter who wins the election. You know, he's 81, and he has been part of the NAIAD since 68. He's been around for a long time. Anyway, I have a feeling he'll reemerge as like the WHO assistant director or something. You know, he'll, he'll end up being part of the UN or something. He's he's fit for that kind of for that kind of outfit. Uh, I was telling Swade, the producer, that there is good news about the virus uh, in terms of trends and what's happening. It's it's contrary to what the news is reporting, but here here's the raw data. So. For example, on Wednesday of this week, there were 216 deaths from COVID-related illness across the country. 216. That is down 40% from the week before. Now, new cases are also down 21% from last week. That's good news. Uh, Also, we should mention, globally, deaths from COVID-19 are down 16%. Of course, that's a lot of assumptions. That's the number one assumption is, is everybody reporting accurately, which is, you know, I'll leave that for you to decide. But that being said, 1,230 deaths were reported in the entire world on Wednesday from COVID. So that's a very low number. Uh, And then also new cases are down as well, as I mentioned. Now, monkeypox, because we got to do the monkeypox update. Do we have the theme? Here it is. Here we go. Uh huh. Yeah, it's interesting that the monkeypox sort of started right around Pride Month. I wonder if there's going to be any future connection. Will Bruce Willis come back someday and try to find the culprit who spread monkeypox? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Sway, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't want to sound like an idiot. <laughs> it's from it's from Twelve Monkeys. Okay, was With it that Brad obvious? Pitt. Yeah, okay. The classic. Oh, yeah, Brad Pitt, Bruce Willis. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, there's 700 now cases starting to emerge a lot in Africa. Usually they start there and that's where it stays. But this is right now England has the highest number of of monkeypox cases, well over 200. It's pretty high. And, And then Spain and Portugal. And that's where they had those big festivals a couple of weeks ago where everybody let it all hang out. Uh, and I was telling Swade, you know, I said, do you think people really care? Are we trying to forget about COVID? And he said, yeah, I think so. Everybody wants to move on. But, you know, in California, which is where I graduated from high school, uh, they are barring unvaccinated students from attending graduation ceremonies. You'll still get your degree, but you don't get to go up there. Now, isn't that shameful? Isn't that just shameful? I mean... First of all, it's such a low-risk group. Second of all, if you've had your vaccination, what do you care? And all these people, I mean, they've already proven there's a study that was put out by Cornell University. And the study basically said that most, if not all, of the spread of, of COVID occurred in the home or in places where there's not good ventilation. Very rarely were any outbreaks connected to any universities or any public schools. Little, none, hardly any at all, mostly in the home. And this is a Cornell study involving over 110,000 
candidates just published this week. Uh, they said masks were completely ineffective at spreading it. Uh, and what else? Uh, mandates, vaccine mandates. There's a new study out that was reported in the Epoch Times or the Epic Times. It was put out by two gentlemen who wrote it. They actually published it originally a year ago. Joseph Mercola and Mike Whitney. And in this report, they could show clearly that COVID cases rose sharply after mass vaccination campaigns. Isn't that interesting? Uh, it says from a Salk's research paper, it says the main damage from COVID-19 is caused by spike protein, not the virus itself. It's the spike protein that causes the damage because it's like you ever get those things in your socks. You know, you know what I'm talking about? You'd be walking along a field and you get these little, what do they call those little stickers? I forget what they call them, but that's what a spike protein looks like. Only it's it's small. It's tiny. You can't see it with the naked eye, but it's got little spikes on it. And it attaches itself. It sticks to blood cells and all kinds of other things that are moving through your veins and travel through your different organs until it catches on something else. And then it starts to actually rip whatever it is that surrounds that cell. And then you get a blood clot because it's like bleeding in your vein. And you know how your blood gets hard? Well, that causes a clot, you idiot. Don't you know this? Of course you don't. Dr. Fauci's been telling this stuff to nobody. That's why we don't know. I don't mean to call you an idiot, but I'm just explaining to you that that the spike protein is what, what causes people to die of myocarditis and all kinds of other problems. Now, so this report says 118 million people have been injected with a clot-generating spike protein. Uh, and you hear that people are getting COVID after being vaccinated and and boosted. And I'm not trying to spread any misinformation. I'm just sharing what I see. And it makes you feel kind of stupid. I mean, not you, but me. I, I was vaccinated. I trusted the system. Now I walk around thinking I'm a ticking time bomb. And that's not a good feeling. And so the good news here in all of this is that the, the deaths are down. And that's good. And it's a, sh it's a shame and a tragedy that you have students, 1,000, 1,100 students in Los Angeles that will not be able to grab. This is particularly at Granada Hills High, some others in that area. I think we played them in football. And it's just a shame that the ignorance of these people. Uh, there's no science to back up anything to suggest that a person getting their di diploma on a stage or hanging around with a bunch of college or high school kids, they're going to get COVID and then go spread it like a super spreader event. Aren't we past that stupidity yet? All right. So then there's this broadband story I want to get to. And I think we have a little time for this. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Um, it was written by a gentleman who I, I really like. Let's see if I can find it in my inbox. That's usually where my stuff is these days. Yeah, a guy by the name of... Um, Brett, I forget it. Uh, I have it here. Well, so you've heard recently that the government wants everyone to have ultimate free rights to broadband access. $60 billion is being given courtesy of you and me, the taxpayer, to make sure that every single American has access. And Ben Barty wrote, wrote this for the Daily Bell, sort of in summation. He says, this is a desired attempt to make it so that you are connected like a tether 
to the government through free. Remember how I say that whenever the government gives you something, there are strings attached? Well, here there literally are strings attached, Bluetooth strings. You don't see them, but you're tethered. And you're going to have all of your information uploaded through a digital web interface. They do it now uh, with uh, contract contact tracing apps and location services that tell where you are at any given moment because of pings off of a local cell tower. So who is sponsoring this $60 billion effort to make sure that every single American is plugged in with Internet access? Who do you think? Amazon, Bloomberg, Microsoft, Facebook, Google, Rockefeller Foundation, Huawei Technologies, Open Society Foundation, George Soros. All of these groups are NGOs have do- donated massive millions of dollars so that you can have access to the Internet. And when we come back, we'll talk about some of the strings that are attached to that. And then we're going to play Soundbite of the Week. That should be fun, too, to wrap up the show. Stay tuned. The Robert Dobby Show continues. All right, Robert Dobby here uh, on The Robert Dobby Show. Jim Watkins filling in for the Renaissance Man. So we were talking about this new initiative that I think it was Kamala Harris who mentioned it. They want to make sure that every single being on the planet in, in, in America has Internet, okay? And everybody says, oh, this is great. Oh, yeah, we applaud, you know, $60 billion. We're going to get $60 billion. We've got all this money. We want to make sure that everybody gets broadband. And uh, and you think it's always a good idea, right? But then you start to remember that it's, it's the government doing this to you, okay? Uh, and they do it because they have their own reasons. So what was a guy's name that wrote this article? Uh, Ben Barty, you'll find it in Zero Hedge. So he says, it's only a matter of time. So you got everybody hooked up to, to broadband. Everybody's in the system. And there are going to be people who don't want to be in that system because they know that that system is surveilling them, right? So those people are going to be moved out off the reservation. And they're going to be the ones, and that is going to be a growing group because what you're going to have are people with this technology They'll know whether you were vaccinated. They'll know what you ate at the store. They'll know what your habits are, where you attend. They'll know when you write things on the Internet or your Facebook. So you think of it as being a good thing that all these, these, uh, you know, these come to the rescue ideas. Remember the Obama phone? Remember that where everybody got a free cell phone? And then you found out that, you know, you had to pay for it. And it it kind of, but they're tracking you and they're keeping that information on you. Uh, Maybe it's for just for your own safety, but do you believe that's true? Do you really think that's true? Or is it because they want to see what you're doing and they want to make sure that you're compliant with whatever it is that they need you to be compliant with? And it also gives the ability of them to shut you off. That if you don't play by the rules, they can access your bank account. They can interrupt your services. I got the chill when Biden earlier in the year said that he wanted the IRS to peek into everybody's bank accounts. What is this? This is something they do in totalitarian countries. You know, and I do spend a a lot of time. I, I think about the foolishness 
of mankind. I, I think about how I, I think about how the the world can end. Not because I'm watching too many science fiction movies. It's just that I, I see the frailty of the human being and I know that 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 man wants to be king. Man wants to plan everything, especially powerful people. When they get into positions of power, they want to control the movement of their fellow people to per, to preserve their own position naturally. And this is why we have 100 million people that died under communism in the 20th century. That was called human planning. And it was human planning done by people who don't have any ambiguity about morals. They don't think in terms of right and wrong. They just think in terms of us and them and what I get and what you have. And think about all the times the government has has had these wars, right? We've had the war on poverty since the mid-60s, and yet poverty is at its highest level. Is that not true? Uh, and, and the problem is that the government, uh, the programs don't work because they usually promote other problems. Like right now, what we're seeing is dependency among the mentally ill. There are a lot of people who get SSI and they get settled, uh, they get settled uh, subsidized housing. And even in Los Angeles, or is it San Francisco, a certain group of people, the transgender population that are homeless, are going to get first served on free housing. So they're setting up these little subgroups, it seems to me, uh, of dependency. Now take the war on drugs. Remember the war on drugs? Another great idea, right? Let's go after drug dealers. What happened? It became a war on black people in inner cities who sell drugs. And it populated our prisons. But it also created a dependency society because these people would get out and they had no other options, no career options. A man serves 10 years for cocaine possession. His life is over. He'll probably be a criminal for the rest of his life. So, so much for the war on drugs. Then there was the war on terror. The war on terror, going back to 9-11. Remember, take off your shoes, take off your belt, bend over, say cheese, raise your hand. You know, what's that in your... What's that? What are you carrying? But baby's milk, hand it over. Toothpaste, give it to me. Take your lighters out. I mean, it was all just show. And everybody knew it because the terrorists were already defeated. But then what happened? The war on terror became the war on domestic terror. And it was aimed at people who liked Donald Trump. Uh, and it also was the premise of the mail-in ballot scandal that ensured we would have a lame duck president who would drive America's greatness into the ground and along with us and then have the gall to stand up on front of the cameras and tell us that we're, these are the good times. Now we have a war on racism where we have forced affirmative action, the law of the land, no more meritocracy. And it turns out that uh, according to high education and elementary education, the color of your skin does matter. And it also matters who you identify with sexually. And these are the high priorities being taught and uh, pro propagandized in our society today. And I call it the war on common sense. So I, I, I step back, I look at this craziness, and I think, will poverty kill us, disease, a nuclear war, climate change, because we decided that our home climate was less important than the climate of the North Pole? Well, by the way, the war on climate change, how do you think that's going to turn out? when we finally do make energy so expensive that there will be true equity, equity and poverty. Then perhaps we'll wake up and realize that what we really need to have is a war on bad leadership. 
Mankind's greatest threat right now is not Mother Nature, but man's nature. Man's nature and his tendency to plan stuff that just simply doesn't work, and they seize power along the way. And people would really just rather be left alone, and that's the bottom line. So let's look back now at some of the great moments. Soundbite. Here's top five sound bites of the week. This is number five, Jamie Dimon telling everybody the truth. Are you ready? Here's Jamie Dimon. Here we go. It's a hurricane. It's we, right now. It's kind of sunny. Things are doing fine. You know, everyone thinks the, the Fed can handle this. That hurricane is right out there down the road, coming our way. We just don't know if it's a minor one or Superstorm Sandy. Yeah, that was number five. Number four on my list of sound bites of the week. This one, this one coming from Justin Trudeau, sending a, uh, a a chill down everyone's spine. We're introducing legislation to implement a national freeze on handgun ownership. What this means is that it will no longer be possible to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns. Wonder how people feel in. Uh, wonder how people feel in Canada right now. Are they are they calling their friends in the uh, United States saying, "Hey, you want to sell me a gun?" All right, what else? Coming in at number uh, number three for funniest Biden blub blub flub of the week. Here we go. Let make let me make let let, let, let no one make a mistake. <laughs> Comes in at number three. Number two. Let's see here. What do we got? Number two. What do we have? Oh, here's one on, uh, this is my favorite. I didn't squeeze this in from last week, but it was a comment that Bill Maher made about LGBT. In honor of Pride Month, here's Bill Maher. And finally, new rule, if something about the human race is changing at a previously unprecedented rate, we have to at least discuss it. Broken down over time, the LGBT population of America seems to be roughly doubling every generation. According to a recent Gallup poll, less than 1% of Americans born before 1946, that's Joe Biden's generation, identify that way. 2.6% of boomers do, 4.2% of Gen X, 10.5% of millennials, and 20.8% of Gen Z. Which means if we follow this trajectory, we will all be gay in 2054. <laughs> all right, here's one from uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who finally, finally chimed in on the abortion debate. For people who say, oh, but you're, you know, you're, you're harming a life. I believe this is life. Well, some religions don't. So how about that? Our Jewish brothers and, and sisters, they are able to have an abortion according to their faith. You know, there are so many faiths that do not have the same definition of life as fundamentalist Christians. And so we how what about their rights? What about their right to exercise their faith? It's ridiculous. And it is it's it is theocratic. It's authoritarian. <laughs> it is wrong. Uh, it's like having an argument with your teenage kid sister. Uh, perhaps my favorite of the week is our tribute we played with Ronald Reagan. This is my favorite. So this comes in technically as the number one clip of the week on the Robert Davi show. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land, 
we unleash the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid. Have a great weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us.